And then the, one of the last product features that I like of Kayak is it gives you advice. So it gives you like, based off of what Kayak has been seeing, you should buy now, you should wait, or they're just not sure. So they'll give you like a little like, kind of like, hey, buy now or, or wait to see like when you'll get the best price. So that's another way to save some cash, some bread, some coins, some dough, whatever, what have you. Hey guys, welcome to Product Explained, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee. And I'm your co-daydreamer, Mike Alcazarin. Jeff, speaking of daydreams, what is your dream vacation? I think it has to do with food. So I would probably go on like a food tour and eat at the best restaurant in the top 20 countries or something. I think oh, that'd man. be incredible. That sounds amazing. I think it'd Could be hard because that? like for some countries, like, you know, just like even the US, there's so many restaurants you want to, that you want to eat at like it's not just french laundry or whatever so I, I think that would be hard to do but there's probably some really small countries that have like amazing restaurants that you could just go and get access to i think that'd be a really awesome time today's show we're talking about kayak an online travel agency and search engine yeah now i'm just dreaming about food like jiro dreams of sushi but it's like like <laughs> dreams of all food actually i could go for some i haven't had really good sushi in a long time so um maybe that's what's gonna be on the dinner menu yeah, exactly. Yeah. Grocery store sushi. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're talking about Kayak, as Jeff mentioned. So Kayak.com is primarily where you access Kayak. It's really your one-stop shop for travel. So their website offers a search engine for flights, for hotels and stays, cars, lists of things to do, also entire vacation packages if you don't want to do any work outside of just show up and you just arrive there and you know, pay lots of American dollars to do so. And then the last thing that kayaks can help you search and find is trains and buses. So really like all of your travel, like if you're planning your next vacation, you can figure it out on kayak. So talking through the customer experience of what it's like. So you don't have to sign in, which is I think a plus for just getting quick information towards kayak, which I, I appreciate that. If you do decide to sign in, you can have some really interesting features like price alerts, which I think it's super key from a stickiness perspective, like as a, as a product manager, I'm like, hey, what's a feature that'll get people coming back is like, hey, like, let's, them, let's let them know when they're going to get the best price for something. Especially if you have a, a flexible traveler, you can start to understand like, hey, for a thousand bucks, I can actually go here or go there. But once you go to Kayak, you can search the city that you want to fly to and fly from along with the dates. And then Kayak will give you a whole plethora of options, the different airlines. You can search by local airports, nonstop, one stop, two plus stops. You can search by cost. You can search by cheapest, by the fastest to, to get there. But I think one of my favorite features, and Jeff, you have to let me know if you use this feature as well, is their flexible date table. I actually don't even know if this feature has a name. It's just called flexible dates on the <laughs> website. But yeah. I think Kayak pioneered this. I don't know if anyone else did, but this is when I first discovered it. And I absolutely mm. loved it. And this is why I've, I've kept going back to Kayak is because this is actually how I like to travel, even if it's for, for work or for, for personal. But essentially what you do is after you type in the dates, there's a dropdown available on the calendar where you can click plus or minus different days. So you can do exact day, you can do day after, day before, plus or minus one day, plus or minus two, or plus or minus three days for both departure and returns. So what this comes out to is you actually get a table. So this table shows you the best available flights. So 
you can see like, hey, it's actually, you know, I just went from like Rochester to Rome um, from September 6th to September 13th. And it gives me a whole table of different dates where if I fly Thursday to Sunday, that's the most expensive at $1,500 off Lufthansa. Um, but going from Wednesday to Wednesday, it's $880. So I'm saving $600 by going on American Airlines. So this is a great tool for just understanding what the cheapest costs are and also what your options are. And you can also uncheck entire days and play with the table there. So Jeff, have you used this tool before for, for Kayak? Or? I've used a version of this tool, but I don't remember specifically using it on Kayak. Like I think that Google has this, Priceline has this. And then most like airlines, when you're booking airlines, you can kind of book for flexible days as well and pick, you know, the cheapest among certain days. So yeah, I didn't realize that this was probably like Kayak's, you know, doing their creation, but I have done something like this on flexible days and pick, picking dates from that. Got it. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was kayak, but that's how like, like that's the first place I ever saw it. And like, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll in the, and why I kept going back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and then the, one of the last product features that I like of kayak is it gives you advice. So it gives you like, based off of what kayak has been seeing, you should buy now, you should wait, or they're just not sure. So they'll give you like a little like kind of like, hey, buy now or, or wait to see like when you'll get the best price. So that's another way to save some cash, some bread, some coins, some dough, whatever, what have you. But let's talk about Kayak's business model. So I thought this was super interesting because I was expecting it to just be an eyeball business. And mm-hmm. it, it technically is. And that's their ad business. So they Kayak makes money in two different ways. They make it through distribution and advertising. I had no idea what distribution meant for a software company. Um, yeah. So I, I had to look this up. And so in terms of like the quantity of searches that are coming through Kayak. So Kayak handled about 2 billion inquiries on travel f- through more than 60 websites as of 2019, oh, wow. um, which is a ton of volume that's going through. So advertising that side of like the, you know, the coin, we've beat that horse very dead, but it's basically yeah. eyeballs. Like you show up and... <laughs> You see a little ad to to buy this. That's a smaller percentage of Kayak's revenue. The bigger part is distribution. So this is pretty interesting. So it makes sense like now it's pretty straightforward, but I had no idea what it meant. But it's basically a finder's fee. So essentially airlines and other traveler companies, they're paying a finder fee for to to Kayak for customers that discover and ultimately purchase a flight um, through Kayak. So, you know, Jeff goes through and then he sees like, oh, like there's a Delta flight or I got to shout out your Atlanta company. That's an Atlanta, Atlanta company, right? Yep. Okay. Delta's in Atlanta. <laughs> awesome. Hot Atlanta. I got, I got something there. Oh, okay. um, and then, you know, American Airlines or, you know, name your airline. And then if I click on the cheapest, which is American Airlines here, American Airlines will get a cut um, or sorry, will pay Kayak a cut for, you know, basically the discoverability, the distribution of, mm-hmm. uh, of this ticket. So that is distribution and advertising and the business model of kayak in a nutshell jeff anything else to add there no i think that this makes a lot of sense there's a lot of like commodities between i guess like travel searches i'll talk a little bit later about why i think that is but yeah in general like this this makes a lot of sense and this is something i've seen for a lot of different you know travel agency travel search models uh, so far so shifting gears into the history of the product um, it was founded in 2004 by steve hafner and paul english Hafner actually helped found Orbitz. So hmm. Mike, if you remember Orbitz, it was also kind of like a travel website that I think like was very similar to other travel websites I'll mention again here in a bit. The original name for Kayak was called Travel Search Company Incorporated, which is a Love much it. worse name than <laughs> Kayak. Super piffy. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and they actually formally launched their website in 2005. By 2011, they began partnering with Bing to consolidate search results from multiple cities, airports, and airlines in Bing's own sort of travel section. Uh, and they finally became public in 2012. Most recently, they were acquired by Booking Holdings, uh, which was formerly known as Priceline. Again, we kind of mentioned a little bit of uh, like product parity between travel agencies. Booking Holdings owns a ton of different travel websites. So I'll talk about this again in the competitor section, but they own Booking.com, Priceline, Agoda, Kayak, Cheap Flights, RentalCars.com, Mamondo, Mundi, OpenTable, uh, to name a few. So yeah, they are all kind of lumped into one major company called Booking Holdings. It reminds me oh, of like Luxottica. I was going to say, yeah, this is like the um, eye, eyeglass monopoly. Right. Oh, yeah. man. So this is why I think, you know, oftentimes you see them kind of have a little bit of like ancestral relationships between the, the travel agencies where sometimes they like reference each other and you're like, what is going on? Why are there multiple, you know, websites, products that kind of do the same thing? It's because they all kind of report back to the same uh, parent company, Booking Holdings. That's wild. It's funny because I remember like the days of Orbitz and Kayak like back in 2007. And one of the huge reasons why I stopped using orbits was because i had to open up individual win windows for every single like search oh, i just i just yeah. remember like a new instance of google chrome or I was, just, I was using firefox at the time a new instance of firefox would open up at that time and so like, it was just a ton of different like windows that would that would pop up so let's talk about who kayak is for us i think after we're emerging from covid and being all in lockdown <laughs> I feel like it's for everyone. I know I, it feels like such a cop out that I keep saying it's for everyone, but some research has shown that uh, in 2022, Americans are planning to spend about 2% of their entire US budget on vacation spending. So mm. everyone's going to do it. So it's super fascinating that it's that low, you know, 2%. Yeah. But I, I guess, I guess that makes sense if you like average it out. But that's a huge total. That's about $838 billion that gets, it's, it's going to get spent on domestic spending for, for vacation, for travel. So looking at like specific segments, so the boomer generation is going to spend a little bit more. It's about $6,600 on vacation per year on average. That makes sense with me. I mean, more time, you know, more freedom to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. Because they're living off the backs of us Gen Xers and Millennials and Gen Zers. <laughs> Gen Xers are spending about 5,400. Millennials, we spend about 4,400. And then all in all, the average American is going to spend about $2,000 on summer vacations in particular. And then the other like fun fact that I saw was in this year in 2021, the first post-pandemic trip, I guess it's like during pandemic. I don't know if we're when we're technically done or out. out. Yeah. Yeah. But Americans are planning to spend about $737. I don't know how they got to that very specific number, but that trip of $737 is most likely visiting family and friends. And I think that, you know, makes sense where it's like, you know, 500 bucks for a, a flight, a hundred bucks for travel, and then a couple hundred dollars for just like probably living. Just like eating out. Yeah. Eating out. Well, Ex you're, exactly. If you're visiting family and friends, you're probably staying with them and don't need to spend money in a hotel, which eats up a lot of this cost too. So yeah, totally. I can imagine that this, this is probably mostly on airfare is my guess. Totally. But yeah, that, that's who Kayak is for. What I really appreciate about Kayak is I keep like a pretty robust like Google spreadsheet of all of like my activities of like what I think I'm going to do on a specific trip, including planning dates. And so Kayak allows you to like if you've done a search and you copy paste the URL, you can come oh, back to that search like exactly because it'll yeah. save all of your search terms. So like I, I really like that for doing like multiple vacation planning. Right now yeah. I'm in the throes of doing uh 
honeymoon planning. And so this is a good way for, for us to quickly compare and, you know, see things as, as they change. But that's another like small knit for me for, <laughs> for websites, but I appreciate yeah. that. So it's like a unique URL extension that exactly brings back the search terms. That's cool. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the competitors. I think most of them I covered earlier, which are all sister companies to kayak, which kind of bothers me. I mean, I, you know, you often wonder why does why do they all look the same? It's because they are basically all the same. They're all the same, cut from the same cloth, if you will. Some other competitors kind of mentioned, there's one other one I think is kind of interesting is Hopper, um, which we haven't covered on Product Explained, but it's kind of like a startup-y app where they kind of tell you whether the price that you're paying for an airfare is high, medium, or low. Like it's good pricing. They kind of tell you if you should expect to wait or uh, or if it's too late, book as soon as you as you can. Uh, so it kind of gives you a little bit of predictive modeling there, which I think is interesting. But in terms of competitors, I mean, they're all very, very similar in my opinion. You search for a flight or a hotel, they give you the options. You can do a little bit of comparison. Like Mike mentioned, there might be some flexible date searches as well. And then usually they kind of ask you to pair that on with the other parts of your trip. So whether it's lodging or car travel, what have you. Totally. One competitor that we haven't talked about is Google Flights. And I feel like that's just something that it just feels like a natural starting point for any internet search. You know, it's, it's interesting when you look at like the funnel of search history where most people, when they're searching to buy something, still go to amazon.com to search for things, but for pretty much everything else, they go to just, just Google. And so like they have this like really high top of funnel. One thing that I, I will say that Google has, and this is again, like doubling down on me being Mike <laughs> and like indexing high on sustainability and, and wanting that information is Google flights just came out with a feature where you can actually sort your flights by carbon emissions. Oh, cool. So yeah. if you want to see like, Hey, what's the impact of me taking a connection that is in Atlanta instead of Detroit, my carbon footprint's actually going to go way up because I'm actually traveling further. And so mm-hmm. I actually, you know, that's another like dynamic that I want to kind of start booking my flights off of not just yeah. like the pure cost, but you know, Hey, I'm like willing to pay like $15 extra to like half my carbon emissions. Cause I'm yeah. going to go from Rochester to Detroit and then to mm-hmm. Seattle. Cause I'm all always going West as opposed to like, you know, going to Timbuktu and then going all the way back. <laughs> I saved a hundred dollars right. cause I was in, in the storage like Bay, but um, <laughs> my carbon <laughs> impact was, was way higher. Yeah. Let's shift gears into our thoughts a little bit. So happy to start. I'm going to give kayak, straight up to jump, like maybe like a 3.4. I think the reason why I'm not giving it a higher score is because it seems to do basically the same thing that all these other search companies do, you know, and it's not Kayak's fault. You know, they're kind of owned by the same parent company. So they kind of share a lot of the same features and products. But I think that today, like it's really hard to find a travel website that really sticks out as like a preferred website. Like I'm, I want to see a lot of innovation in this space and I want to see somebody do something drastically different. Like in your in your case, like Google Flights is like starting to tell you about carbon emissions. And that's another bit of information to kind of filter and index on. Hopper had started telling me, are these tickets expensive or cheap compared to the average or what they would expect? And they'll, they'll even give you some, you know, tips like wait another 14 days for we expect the price to go down a bit. So some of that is like really interesting as well. But, you know, there's typical like search and return websites for what's already out there on flights, just accessing the current, you know, available flights. That doesn't really excite me. Like I can just go to, I just kind of go to whatever site is convenient at the time. For me, it's always been like Priceline because they do, for at least on the hotel side, they do their, you know, uh, they do their deal finder thing. Like they'll give you a hotel, like a three-star hotel for some price if you don't care exactly which hotel. 
So I always go to Priceline to start, but I really don't have like one particular website that I like have to use every single time. And to your point, I'd probably start with Google Flights just because it's like the natural starting point for searching or, or building out my my trip. So for me, it's a, what did I say? Like a 3.5, um, 3.5. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm going to rate mine a little bit higher as is tradition for me, <laughs> um, but I'm going to go with 3.6. So I still think Kayak has the best search and just look and feel of finding flights and just clearly understanding like where the the stops are and where everything is. Google, like I've started actually to look at Google flights a lot more now because of the carbon emissions, but it's interesting. I am super flight agnostic. Like I don't care like which airline it is typically. I used to be like just American airlines and like that's Mm -hmm. all I wanted to fly. Now that I'm not really at a hub, it's like I'm super flexible. It's really just like whatever is going to get me from point A to point B. But with hotels, like I'm like, and even like Airbnbs, like I don't, I stopped staying at Airbnbs because I feel like the, it, the hassle isn't worth it. Like I, you know, mm-hmm. spend $50 less, you know, on the whole trip. And I have like, you know, higher Uber fees because it's like typically further away or there's not like the nice convenience of uh, getting, I don't know, just being at a hotel. It's way, it's a way different customer experience. So I've actually just started to stay at hotels a lot more. And with hotels, like I only stay at one brand. I stay at Hilton Hotels just because I want to get all the points. Like if I have to be away from home, I want to make sure I can maximize those points. So I'm really only looking at all these websites for, for flight. The only other like place when I'm like, I'm thinking about like my whole travel experience that I'll go through is, is TripAdvisor. I think they have a yeah. really good ranking of hotels. Yeah. So like, I'll basically like, look, what's the best branded Hilton branded hotel in like a specific area. Mm-hmm. I don't like, and there's like three or four in like one specific area, but I totally agree with you though. Like now that I think about it, where like the whole space is like fragmented and it kind of just feels like just choppy, like traveling yeah. and vacation. Like I feel like AAA was, was that back in the day. If you remember AAA, Jeff, like mm-hmm. going to your parent with your parents to like get that trip tick filled out and all of that and they would handle everything for you. But it's, it does feel like there's like too much friction in searching for all of this stuff and like putting it all together. So I, I think that's actually like, yeah, Jeff called it here first. There's going to be some disruption happening sometime in the next like five to 10 years in, <laughs> in the travel space. Yeah, there's definitely a huge opportunity. Like we're planning a trip right now to Europe and I'm like, I don't know what the best way is to get from, let's say like Rome to Naples or to fly from, I don't know, Santorini to um, Athens or whatever it is. Like, and I don't know which airline to trust and I have no idea, like, is, is this cheap one okay? And I've never, you know, I don't know the process of getting in and out of this airport. Like I want kind of like a Google maps for doing all this stuff, like book this flight, do this thing. There's one choice, you know, this is reliable, yada, yada, yada. Like even something as simple as like figuring out which airline will take my luggage because like, yep. one, one thing that's really interesting is like we are flying with, we're going to check a bag and we're going to check a 50 pound bag and you have to add in, you know, an extra fee to at a check bag for all these airlines, which is fine. But I had to do that every single time. And I have to make sure that the normal, typical check bag they have meets my limit. So wouldn't it be easier to just say, hey, as a like a prerequisite criteria, I'm traveling with a 50 pound bag. So all the airlines that you show me need to be able to carry this 50 pound bag. And that just like makes it simpler for me instead of having to like go to the website, add in my name, pick the date, and then find out that I can't add this on and then have to like reel all the way back. So yeah, I think there's definitely a ton of opportunity in the the travel space, the travel planning space to figure out like a better business model, whether it's service-based or maybe more like, you know, AI and machine learning. 
to be able to drive some of these changes. But yeah, right now it's just like it's it seems very bare bones. Totally. You know, it seems like a lot of the stuff hasn't changed for you know since it's launched in whatever it was like two thousand four. Yeah, no, it's super interesting that you mentioned that because like I'm just thinking back to like our like big Europe trip where we like spent like a month and a half in in Europe, and we did have to like the bag size was a big deal because like the airplane size as well as the weight size because I think the limit's like twenty one kilograms. So it's not quite. It varies, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it it's twenty three. Sometimes it's twenty four. I've seen twenty five. It's just, yeah. Like if I went with twenty five, then I wasn't able to like check my bag for whatever reason and be silly. But yeah, totally cool. Well, those are our thoughts on kayak. We can't wait for our next vacations. I think it's funny. Jeff and I will <laughs> both be traveling when this episode airs because we're airing it a little bit in advance. So right. super meta that we'll be taking our first vacations, our first big vacations, I should say. But please continue to reach out to us. We love hearing from our audience. Let us know what you thought about this episode or past episodes or episodes you want us to do in the future. You can find us both on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast. That's P-R-O-D-E-X podcast. Yeah, and if you like the show, be sure to like us and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, etc. And let us know what products we should review next. See you next episode.